Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange Podcast. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you raise the bar on your own excellence to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's podcast. Greetings, it's Hugh Ballou again for the Nonprofit Exchange every Tuesday at 2 Eastern Time. And over the last seven years, we've had fascinating guests. And today's longtime uh, dear friend, Kelly Holmes, who is a substantial influencer in the business world, and especially in the area of lead generation and networking. And most people don't really understand networking and the value of networking like Kelly does. And we're, we're going to talk about a, a very special uh, passion that we have in helping nonprofits by connecting them with business leaders. So it's, it's not just purely lead generation or fundraising or leadership. It's, it's a hybrid of how do we put two leaders together and create the impact of 10? I just made that up, Kelly. Hope it's all right. So Kelly Holmes, <laughs> Kelly Holmes, welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange. And just so people have a sense to know who Kelly is, tell people a little bit about you. And then why are you doing this thing called Team Referral Network? Oh, thanks, Hugh. Wow, it's so great to be here with you. We have been friends for a long time. I've just really valued our uh, relationship over the years, and it's great to be back on a show with you. Uh, let's see, I'll tell you just a little bit about me. Uh, Team Referral Network and Kelly Holmes are synonymous together. I founded the organization 18 years ago. We actually celebrated our 18th anniversary last week on October 16th. Uh, that is when we launched the very first chapter of Team Referral Network right here in uh, Laverne, California, and uh, my hometown, just to give you a little glimpse of that. And so um, hundreds of chapters of business leaders later and thousands and thousands of members, um, I've had the opportunity to do the work I love for all of these 18 years. And, and really our goal is pretty simple. It's to put together a group of community business leaders who want to, you know, they're usually successful people who want to join with other successful people to all be more successful together. Our motto is together everyone achieves more and it's really designed to marry a great group of people who can help uh, build relationships with each other and then build and grow their businesses together and it's just been my privilege and honor to do this for this many years. So uh, that's just a little bit about me and what Team Referral Network is and I started it very classic example of an entrepreneur, better mousetrap, how do we insert, give back, and build up into the marketing and growth of business? Um, sales and marketing has always been my passion in terms of my professional life and, and one of the big drivers as to why I start a team. Wow. Wow. And um, team has taken on more value and more meaning over the years. And in, in, in our nonprofit world, uh, which includes religious organizations, uh, synagogues, mosques, churches, you know, it's it's the group synergy and coming from the world of conducting, it's the ensemble that we build in music and teams, the synergy of teams is sort of the model in the, the non-musical model. So you and I have known each other for about 10 years and just recently, one of your key players who's in Singapore, by the way, um, and I were talking about things and she said, well, we could do this together. And so um, you and I have been trying to figure out, wait, how can we work this together with nonprofit business? And so we, we birthed an idea of how, how could businesses and nonprofit leaders magnify the results for both of them 
if they would work together. So you you mentioned some. There's been a common thread throughout our interviews um, over the years. One is based on relationships, things happen. That's that's been a common thread. Otherwise, we have a business model, and many times nonprofit leaders and religious leaders don't think they're running a business when actually we're running a tax exempt uh, for purpose enterprise that's got to generate revenue. Otherwise, we can't do our work. Right. So there's, right. there's a business model. So let me let me ask you just straight up. This is a this show is about how businesses and nonprofits can collaborate together. So say a little more about what collaboration means, because I'm not convinced people understand how to do it. And if they do achieve it, what the power is. So ah. especially talk about that and why would a nonprofit even think about having a network like team referral network. So that's two that's two questions. No, oh, great. Well, I'll start with the collaboration because obviously that's just how I've built my business as well. You know, I believe in that true element of collaboration um, versus competition. I mean, I think there's enough business for everybody to go around. You don't need to compete. Um, collaboration gives you an opportunity to be stronger together. And for me, it's that side-by-side -side relationship. We can go so much further together side-by-side -side and help each other out. Um, but in terms of the nonprofit world and, and how uh, it has really the collaboration opportunity has impacted team is from day one, we've had our community outreach program as part of Team Referral Network. In fact, when I was sitting at my kitchen table with my assistant in early 2002, very pregnant with my youngest daughter, Charlie, we were working together to build the structure and the system for Team Referral Network, you know, kind of how it would look, what we would do, what's our deliverables, you know. And I said to my assistant, Raylene, um, at that point in time, again, nine months pregnant, pretty much, um, I said to her, you know, I can't wait until we start Team Referral Network because in every single chapter, we're going to donate a membership to a local nonprofit or charity that benefits children or families in some way. And we're going to help them connect to this awesome group of business leaders in their community. They're going to get to know this charity. They're going to want to support this charity and they're going to help build up this charity. And we're going to give away hundreds of memberships to which my Assistant Raylene, ever the voice of reason, said to me, how about we get one chapter up and running before you give away hundreds and hundreds of memberships in team? <laughs> so, but it started there and our very first nonprofit was Habitat for Humanity, a great nonprofit to bring alongside Team Referral Network. And I'll never forget that first build that the chapter went out and got hammers and nails and paintbrushes and buckets and ladders and, and got out there sanding and scraping and painting and nailing. It was such an awesome collaboration uh, with such a wonderful organization. So, so we really hit it out of the ballpark right from the get-go working with our nonprofits. Well, that, that brings a, a principle to mind, a, a, the, the law of reciprocity from the Napoleon Hill. And you know, you give away something, it comes back to you. So actually you gave the membership, but you've actually showed mm -hmm. up to be a philanthropist. So you're teaching nonprofit leaders and we'll get a question from a champion for philanthropy here in a minute. We, if it's okay for to have some other questions, but it's, it's showing business leaders how to be philanthropists with their time and their talent, as well as their, their financial resources. And I'm, I'm not sure that either side knows how to have that conversation. So how did that 
that was a collaboration on steroids. You know, your whole chapter right. goes out and gets hammers. <laughs> it was great. And you know what was really important to understand? You bring up a really important point about really letting business owners know that they can give back. And if you can create the give back at the same time they're marketing and growing their business, isn't that like the highest and best use of their time? And so I always tell people, you know, entrepreneurs may not have another day in the week to give to a nonprofit, to go to a bunch of meetings, to do the things. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But for us, if we wove their give back into their marketing time, how cool would it be to kill those two birds with one stone? So that was kind of the, the concept behind that. And I think you can teach business leaders that they can give back um, and have a meaningful impact and they can fit it into their busy schedule. Well, and a lot of corporations um, endorse volunteer hours for their employees. And many of them um, pay for so, much, so many hours a year, like uh, the, the big database company Salesforce pays each employee 53 hours a year for uh, service to a nonprofit. Nice. They can volunteer. Mm -hmm. That's paid time. Mm -hmm. And they're encouraged in their off time to be, be serving. So that's part of the in-kind uh, donations that big companies make. But you're talking about um, local entrepreneurs, local mom and pop businesses, little businesses that are, you know, just trying to keep ahead of the curve. I think um, the principle you talked about is really a good sound business principle that they're actually getting out and building relationships with new people. And, and I think of my, my Rotary Club that I go to, it's not a business networking group, it's a service group. Right. But when I think about um, in real estate or doctors or anything, I think of my friends in Rotary. Of course. Mm -hmm. Based on relationship. Yeah, so, absolutely. So one of the questions that comes up in often not verbalized from business leaders is I'm really, I'm really obvious about who I, I that I'm a donor, then every nonprofit in town is going to come hit me up for a donation. So what I, what I suggest business leaders do is adopt a nonprofit, serve on the board, serve on a committee and, you know, give your time, your talent and your money as a, as a full philanthropy. So, how does that play out when people are networking so so uh, energetically in your clubs? Well, what's great about it in the team chapters is, you know, they meet weekly. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for the weekly meeting. A lot of people will question the value of a weekly meeting. And I've never questioned the value of the weekly meeting. I think it really keeps people connected. Okay. And so in this opportunity of getting to know these business leaders, business people in the community and the nonprofit together, they really get to buy into the cause. I'm going to use McKinley Children's Center as an example. And, and Grace Sanchez, the director of marketing there is who I wanted to am connecting you with you. But they just did a recent event that our team chapter participated in where they were trying to buy 150 Chromebooks for the at-risk youth that are part of their program. 150 Chromebooks is a fair chunk of money. And so the, um, the nonprofit McKinley's partnered with one of our team members to put on an event called Networking for a Cause. And they raised the money to buy 60 of those 150 Chromebooks. I mean, that was just an amazing event in one two hour event where we were really networking, hanging out together. Of course, it was all on Zoom right now during this time. Um, and we all got to see each other and hang out together, but give to such a great cause. And it was all completely birthed out of the team chapters 
connection between those two people and that particular event. And, and that type of collaboration happens all the time and it, and it makes everybody feel good, right? Everybody felt good about that. Absolutely, it's a win-win. It's, yes. it's, a, it's a big win-win. You know, um, you can see I'm in the I'm in the Appalachian Mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountains, and we're in the South. And in the South, we say none of us is, is as smart as all of us. And so it's the collaborative. We have our own grammar rules, you know. It, it's uh, we, I like our, it. We think California is another country anyway. <laughs> Sometimes Californians think Californians another country, so that's okay. That's all right. So that just gives a little spirit of adventure when we go there. So. Um, you just bring up just some major points and, and what comes front and center in my mind is nonprofit leaders don't know how to network. They don't know how to come and say, let me connect you with somebody and do it for somebody else. And there's a mm -hmm. reciprocity there. If mm -hmm. you step up and say, let me connect you with somebody, what are they going to want to do for you? They're going to want to come back, do it for you. It's, you know, what's funny is I've always said this, Longs has said this, that they do not teach networking in fundraising school, right? I mean, you know, the, the, these directors of development and stuff, they go to oftentimes colleges, universities, programs and stuff, learn how to work in a nonprofit environment, raise funds, do all the things, but they're not teaching them what I think is some of, one of the most critical elements of being successful. And that's the art of building the right relationships, networking, getting out there, sharing your information, who you are, what you do and connecting with the right people. And you mentioned it was a win-win. It's actually a win-win-win, okay? So the nonprofit definitely can benefit from the exposure to the business people in their community, the business person wins, they feel good when they're supporting um, you know, a particular cause and give back to the community. But what uh, oftentimes they don't realize, and this is why we do have to teach the nonprofit world how to network and build relationships, is their boards, their volunteer activities, committees, their database, that's a ripe opportunity for these business people in the community. And if you teach the nonprofit how to network and build relationships and refer business. And we've got business people giving clear, concise communication about how they need help building and growing their business. Then you get the, the referral opportunity, that cyclone of referral opportunity going round and round and round. And everybody else feels better because they're doing it for a cause as well. So um, that win-win-win is pretty pretty cool. Well, and I, I, you're delving into a little deeper um, um, understanding, let's call it. I don't think the nonprofit leaders, they just sort of know on the surface what the charity is up to, but they don't really know how it works and all the value. And part of networking is, is being a blabbermouth, telling people all the good stuff that you've done for your, your charity. And we're not very good at that. You know, we do a lot of good stuff and we just expect people to tell it, but we don't have a system for sharing it. And, and so there's a whole lot of things we can learn by um, doing this collaborative, these collaborative conversations. Now, what do you say to people who say, oh, I don't have time for business development? How do you, how do you respond to that? You've heard that before. Right, of course, we hear it all the time. It's one of the major objections, you know, and, and my question always ends up being, you know, our, our meetings run anywhere from one hour to one and a half hours. You know, what else can you do for one hour, one and a half hours um, it, during the week that can make such major connections and give you such amazing 
you know, opportunities because, you know, quite honestly, they could spend an hour, an hour and a half on social media. Okay. Is that going to build them immediate relationships inside their communities with people who are willing to refer, generate help, donate, volunteer, do those things, you know, refer other people to them. You know, it's, it's a confusion in terms of time versus results. Okay. I, I see people spending a lot of time doing things, but are they getting the results that they're looking for, for that time spent? And what I think happens with team referral network and nonprofit members is that collaboration and partnership opportunity really yields results like 60 Chromebooks being funded. Well, and what, you, what reason we're, we're emphasizing uh, team referral network is it's a, it's sort of like the community that, that we have in Center Vision. It's yes. a place where like-minded people can share what they're doing with with other like-minded people and multiply their traction. I had a um, a meeting of 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 our, our one of our team's startup leadership cohort this morning, and I just challenged them to define their the most outrageous results they could create in five years, and it was pretty astounding. Everybody, everybody on the call, and we'll do another one on Thursday afternoon. I have, I have had to break it into several groups so that people don't have time to talk. But everybody on the call stepped up to the game and was pretty bold. And it, and it doesn't matter if every little I is dotted and T is crossed. Right. And, and, but it matters that you can get out of the dungeon, out of the foxhole and say, there's possibilities ahead. Mm -hmm. And today, more than ever, we really need to think in possibility terms. Uh, you and I met um, at a business growth conference, oh, 10, 12 years ago, CEO space. And um, the, the whole culture there, when I first went in 2006, I, I paid a lot of money to go first off. And then they said, you don't, don't ask for anything. I went, what? Don't ask for anything. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So there's four or 500 people. And it's just like, come on. They said, go to people and say, what are you working on? What do you need next? And how can I help you? And the brilliance of that is you go and you tell people, I'm going to help you. There's all these people coming back to you. And right. so it's like almost overwhelming. So it's a whole reversal of the networking. So how do you, how do you respond to that kind of in real life? And that, that's, that's a fantasy land of possibility thing, but it really works. And it's sort, it of, how, it's sort of how our, our churches ought to operate or synagogues ought to operate. <laughs> Well, and it's how I operate, and it is actually how we teach to operate as well. Obviously, when people are part of a team chapter and they're meeting weekly, they're giving a commercial every week, they're definitely standing up and promoting themselves. But in the networking element where people are connecting, the first 15 minutes of each of our meetings is kind of a networking meet and greet. And then, of course, we put on many other um, networking events throughout the year, even during this time of meeting online, we're doing multiple events where we get people together. And the way I teach when I do speaking um, or workshops or events to teach about networking is it's not about you. And then everybody goes, oh, great. I, did, I came to hear this, you know, but I, I reiterate the fact it's not about you. It's about them, you know, and if you go into a networking event with the thought that you're going to somehow grab a sale or you're going to get a client, okay, I would, I would teach you and teach that person to connect with people and to find the right people to build a relationship with. That will lead to many referrals and much opportunity for business versus just a, one client or one sale. And it really starts about making it about them. So if you ever met me at a networking event, Hugh, um, or if you remember back when we met, my I'm always the 
Hi, Hugh. I'm Kelly. Tell me what you do. I'm excited to hear what's your favorite part of your business. What do you need help with? I would make it all about you. And before I left the conversation, I would say something to the effect of, I'd love for us to continue this conversation. Would it be okay if I followed back up with you? And then I have permission to get back in touch. And if I've made it all about them and I've made them feel special and I've done it in an authentic way, okay, then I've hopefully left a good enough impression that they would wanna continue the conversation with me and we can get the opportunity to talk a little bit more about my company at a later time. But it's really earning that right, that honor and that privilege to be able to get back together with them after the networking. After I do a commercial and I open up the mics, we have uh, several professional fundraisers watching. So um, they'll get to respond to some of this. I'm sure you're, you're singing to the choir here. You're <laughs> preaching to the choir rather. Um, so let's uh, let's come clean. We got this collaboration going with the Center Vision Leadership Community and um, Team Referral Network, and we've we've said that from the beginning here. So there's no secrets. So we're we're actually modeling what we're talking about today with a, a business Kelly and a nonprofit Hugh. So we're doing the super collaboration, and what we're doing is we're opening up a new channel. Um, we're talking to you in October of 2020. So when I say November 15th, and you're listening to this in a podcast in another year, you can still go here and find out what the current current program and offerings are. Um, so the CineVision community is a place where like-minded people have a place for camaraderie, first of all, where they can learn new systems and new and meet new people and figure out, well, maybe there's other people having the same problems and they might have found out different ways to handle them. So the, the, the secret in our community is people network and learn systems they learn new language, they develop skills, and they learn how to empower their boards, which then to Kelly makes them fundable. But the piece you're talking about is how do you how do you have conversations with people? So we're partnering, CenterVision is partnering um, with Team Referral Network on a launch in on November 15th. And we're inviting nonprofit leaders to bring a business leader, one of their stakeholders. We want them to be in the same organization. So if you're a clergy or a nonprofit leader and you run an organization, why not invite your board chair or one of your major donors or one of your major committee chairs to join in the community and learn side by side? Because the things you'll experience are very similar for the business and for the nonprofit, but what you'll learn together will really magnify itself and the, the impact both of the work of the nonprofit and for the business. So Kelly, this sort of birth in, in our conversations and with your colleague in, um, in Singapore. And, and so it's sort of grown into, hmm, why don't we do this thing? So you wanna to add to the benefits of, of how, and so when they join the community, we're also gonna offer a, a, a very, very carefully selected place for a nonprofit to be in one of your networking. So there's multiplied benefits and, and of course, and the center vision, the community is almost going to be a two to one. So you get double impact coming in with your business leader in price wise, but in the impact of the results. So talk about, you know, why you think this is important, what the benefits could be for both sides. Well, Hugh, I'm really looking forward to letting our nonprofit members of our various chapters of team know about your organization and what you are um, putting together here, because the they need center vision. And you and I both know what happens if you don't have a really effective 
board, if your board is not developed in a way that's meaningful and having an impact on the organization, if you don't have the right key players in place, um, and certainly just the opportunity when you do have key people to bring them into this program that you're putting together, this next group, uh, very exciting stuff. And I'm, I'm really looking forward not only to learning more, but referring the nonprofit members of the team to you because I know they'll be better off as a result. Um, but for us to be able to then marry the opportunity to join a team referral network chapter that has an opening for a nonprofit and the right opening, the right group of people, um, our, our chapters, of course, again, because we're in October of 2020, we are um, virtually meeting virtually with every chapter of team, uh, probably about 90%. We have chapters located in parts of, of the country where they are able to hold in-person meetings. But right now, most of it's being done over Zoom and very effectively. And I think, you know, uh, we started our first virtual chapter six years ago, and we were just slightly ahead of our time in technology. And uh, as technology has advanced and a small global pandemic has shown us, we can definitely build great relationships um, virtually. So I'm looking forward to um, helping you put together a new group and helping those nonprofit members um, know more about Team Referral Network and getting some of our nonprofits involved in it as well. Very exciting opportunity. Well, would you like to have some, hear some questions from uh, people listening? Sure, we'd love to. All right, you can't see them, but you can certainly hear them. So uh, let's open the mics for Jeffrey, Sandy, um, J.E. Rash, and Bob Hopkins. And you, and you have several people who are lifetime uh, professional fundraisers. Bob has his mic open. And Bob, where are you today? Where in the world are you? Well, I'm in Dallas, Texas. Okay, weren't you just in Mexico? I was in Mexico till Sunday night, and I got back Sunday night. I was down there doing some um, networking. How about right? that? <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, it's nice to know you, Kelly. I'm Bob Hopkins from Dallas. Um, I met Hugh about four months ago, and my life changed. Mm. Uh, I'm sure that lots of people can say that about Hugh. Um, I was always thinking, you know, wouldn't it be great to do some networking and have a podcast and have a streaming and all this kinds of stuff? And then I met Hugh and my, all of my needs were satisfied. So here we go. Listen, um, I'm, you know, we're in a transformation. And I got uh, saw a long um, article in the Dallas Morning News um, just recently that a thousand nonprofits are going to close uh, because of this pandemic, because mm -hmm. of the fact that. They can't keep them going because people aren't thinking out of the box, number one. They've relied on special events. And, you know, 2,000 special events were canceled in Dallas over the last four or six months, something like that. And that's where a lot of them rely on their funds for the deal. So I'm wondering about this team referral networking with those nonprofits that can't continue to go alone. Couldn't they team with other nonprofit organizations who might be a little stronger? Who might have somewhat the same idea and mission. Wow. And, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm wondering why can't we reach out and just grab a hold of one of these nonprofits or two nonprofits or three nonprofits and say, come along, we can put you as in programs. We can have you be a program with us. Or we you can bring your 501c3 if you want to. We can be in the same space. We can have the same, you know, uh, people working behind the desk and bring in more volunteers, et cetera, et cetera, and like-minded folks working. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so, wow, wow, wow. Bob, that's amazing. You know, it's, it's in, we've, we've long brought our nonprofits together from the members of Team Referral Network. We've done uh, fundraising events for them, golf tournaments and casino nights, and we all come together, all different nonprofits from all over, 
um, to contribute and then share in the proceeds of this. So, so we've done events where they've helped each other and again, come side by side. I think one of the challenges is, is and I've seen this over the years, is nonprofits view other nonprofits as competition instead of collaboration. And we've always taught, hey, there, you know, we had one nonprofit whose van had broken down and we had another nonprofit that had extra vans sitting in a parking lot doing nothing. And I said, hey, you guys need to get together and work this out because they need help and you've got the solution. I'm sure they have things that they can help you with. Well, sure enough, you know, they figured out they could do this together. But to turn around and take a much more serious subject, and that is nonprofits that may have to close their doors, I definitely think seeing if we can collaborate and partner up with other nonprofits and can help each other out would be um, just tremendous. And we, we have one nonprofit and team that comes to mind, Project Boone out of the Inland Empire in uh, Southern California, where he puts on events, and these have been in-person events where he feeds people, he does every holiday, Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, does all the different um, holidays and they're feeding the needy and the homeless in the community, but then they bring in other organizations that provide services like dental and haircuts and medical examinations and job skill teaching. So they'll partner with all these other nonprofits for these events. Um, and they all end up being able to have a greater impact on the community because they collaborated and worked together. So Bob, you're, you're right on there that we can, we can be there to help each other and, and any way that we can help coordinate some of that, we would love to do. Bob always has amazing things uh, to, to share. And Bob, I'm, I expressed that a nonprofit leader could, uh, could bring in one of their business champions, but in the case of one of those charities that's having a hard time, maybe a business leader could adopt one of those and, and do a program together. Um, what do you think of that? Yeah, you know, um, of course, as I'm speaking, I'm speaking, of, I'm teaching myself actually and bringing myself to ideas just thinking about the concept. <laughs> as we all are, Bob. <laughs> I'm teaching myself here. Um, you know, I belong to AFP, Association Fundraising Professionals. I taught for the fundraising school at the University of Indiana for a while. And so, and right, networking was never taught at either one of those kinds of groups. And AFP, we did not collaborate together. I mean, here we are sitting next to each other and we both having problems and why aren't we gathering ourselves together? So I just think that this networking business, um, and you, you've got it, I'm, I'm teaching business communications right now and I have a huge section on networking. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And they have mm -hmm. to develop you know, this, this circle of influence that they've got that starts at 25 and could end up at 250 people of that you know, but that you're associated with or that at least you're going to have your back kind of a thing. And if everybody in the nonprofit sector would start writing down all of the, I'm not talking about just the leaders, I'm talking about the volunteers, writing down a list of people that they know and just reaching out to them and saying, you know, come join forces. Because you know what I found? People are hungry for a purpose and hungry to get involved, but oh, people yes. are not reaching out to them. They don't know how to reach out to them. And they don't know this experience that you're trying to teach with networking. So I'm all in it. I'd like to continue a relationship with you and find out more about what you're doing. And Great. Uh, and we can uh, that's what Hugh does and that's exactly why I'm on here is because he's introduced me to some great people that can help me do what I do we um, got some great people in the in our Dallas Fort Worth market um you know I haven't mentioned it but team referral network is a franchisor and we have franchisees and markets throughout the world now but I mean uh we have some great people to con uh, connect you with Bob in the Dallas Fort Worth area definitely that'd be great thank you 
Bob, thank you so much. It's uh, so um, for, before we uh, go on to the next uh, person, Kelly, um, Bob's a world traveler and he he shares his philanthropy all over the world. Um, do you have chapters in Mexico, in Bangladesh, in India? Where, where do you have chapters? So we actually have our virtual chapters that are true virtual. They only meet virtually in many of those international markets. And so they um, they we can start in-person meetings as well. But of course, the world is a little bit different place right now. So I'm just really recommending people connect in the virtual world. So I know we have uh, chapters throughout Southeast Asia, Europe, Mexico. We have multiple places. So um, really, it's finding what best suits a nonprofit. Many nonprofits want to be connected to a community group that has people based in and around their community. We can certainly connect them there. Um, but others are wanting to network globally um, or without certain borders. And so we have great groups to refer people to there as well. And of course, all of our nonprofit members, memberships, um, when they're plugged into the right chapter, are uh, donated to them. I will make sure the two of you connected and you can continue this conversation because it looks like you got a firestorm started here. Um, let's move yeah. to uh, Bedford, Virginia. Um, Mr. Rash, you've got your mic open. Um, you have questions or comments for our guest today? Well, no, actually you just answered my question. I was gonna ask about your global your global influence because uh, you know our organization, Legacy International works on five continents and uh, we work with young professionals and develop people who are just developing NGOs and who are also developing, they were entrepreneurs and social innovators in developing their businesses. So, you know, we have thousands of over a thousand alumni from our program just in the Middle East alone. Wow. Um, you know, we've, been, we've been operating for 40 years on five continents. And um, so my question was to start around what you're doing globally, because one of the things that I've always been very concerned about is large uh, international corporations, let's say in Morocco, uh, I'll use an example of if you have like uh, Coca-Cola or something in Morocco using Moroccan water resources, but not, but not giving back to the community on, and, and not linking with local nonprofits. And mm. so that's the opportunity. Yeah, it's a big missed opportunity, and and also the, the 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 public health issues that so many of these corporations can interface with. So that was one of the things I was, uh, was that came to mind when I when I was hearing you give your wonderful presentation. And I, you know, I just pulled up your website, but I haven't had a chance because I'm listening to you. I don't want to divert myself and distract myself by reading <laughs> your website. But I think that. Uh, you know, we're in a situation now, and like you, we're doing everything virtually. We do a lot of work for the United States government, also the State Department, and um, people are in, in, in people in the areas that we work in uh, have really no knowledge of volunteerism, and in fact, even their concepts of entrepreneurship and development are are, are pretty basic. Uh, mm -hmm. Their skills are extremely high. Skill education is very highly educated, but the, but how to how to accelerate their work and their project within the community? I can see a great opportunity working with local local businesses, but I can also see how this how the local businesses will benefit tremendous. So I really appreciate your presentation. I don't know that I have, you answered my question and why by just talking about how many global chapters you are, and I'll look into that and perhaps we can get back into, 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 into in touch with each other. Because one of the things that we focus on is also angel investors and impact mm -hmm. investors. 
supporting these these uh, these young entrepreneurs. When I say young entrepreneurs, it actually goes from STEM work with young women from the ages of 14 up to uh, professional fellows programs going up to the age 40 or 44 in the 40s. Uh, so it's a lot of intergenerational work and it's a lot of uh, work with people who are well-trained and people who are just being trained. Um, right. let, me, let me ask about the two of you. Um, do you find there's a different, um, a cultural difference in different countries with the business leaders wanting to partner or support the charities? Do either one of you see that there's a different protocol in different countries? Absolutely. I think yeah, it's a big it, issue from our point. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's been very fascinating for me. Yeah, very fascinating for me to see the differences. And, and of course, with, with it's primarily tied to cultural differences. Um, but I love the emerging entrepreneurs. You know, I have just been the, with our connections in India and Egypt, um, other parts of Southeast Asia that have come on board and to see their, um, you know, some, somebody who's a micro business be able to connect to a team chapter and start getting referrals from people all over the world. I mean, you know what kind of impact that ends up having. It's pretty cool. But yeah, it's been very interesting, a real education for me. This, you know, I'm, I'm a Southern California born and bred girl. I live in the bubble of Southern California. <laughs> and so uh, I'm not a world traveler. I'm a national traveler and other various parts of the world, but not a world traveler. So yeah, and I thanks, Jane. I find the same thing. I mean, the emerging, we have, as you know, we have Merging Young Leaders Program and, and actually, we have a program called Living Side by Side, where it's been around for over 20 years uh, or 30 years. But uh, we, these, the people, one of the definitions of culture, of course, is that you, you, you don't define your own culture. You just assume everybody understands it. Mm -hmm. And so when you go into these areas, you know, we're especially, as you know, you especially sensitive to, the, to North Africa, Middle East, and and that area uh, for many years in Southeast Asia and, and India, I spent 14 years in and out of India. So we, we have the language and this cultural skills to deal with that, but we find that people, most people who come into those countries don't have the slice idea. They think you have to do it the American way and that's the only way to do it. And it, it fails, it just right. totally fails. You have to have right. a Oh, thank you all. I'm gonna get, get that into some uh, more questions with with kelly so we have some professional fundraisers there that said you're spot on we didn't teach that in fundraising school so um that, that's a lucky break so so kelly um you have um there are people listening all over they're watching the facebook live and then there'll be thousands that'll that'll watch it again and download the podcast but um let's let's talk about the let's let's dig into this um impact thing I, in the world of fundraising, we have to be able to describe the impact of our work. That's what money wants to hear. I give you this money. This is what's going to happen with it. So in a business or, or a nonprofit, we provide people value. And that's that's the beginning of the relationship for, you know, we we have a relationship, we provide value, and then there's a, there's a monetary exchange for the value. So the, that's pretty similar. In, in a business or a nonprofit, we have to be really clear on the value proposition and what the results are. So how do we get people to think in terms of, let's get out of the foxhole where we're just trying to keep the doors open 
and we're working too much and we're not making progress. How do we get people to think uh, we need to do something different? So it means I've got to I've got to think differently and I've got to have a different network. So how do we encourage people to get out of the rut that right now is not very productive? Well, certainly we have a lot of people that are um, really in a place of fear right now. And, you know, some of it is self-imposed and some of it is not. And it's it's been tragic on some of the businesses that have been lost. Um, but what I have found in my visits and and you know, I'm used to traveling all over by an airplane, you know, throughout the country, but I've been able to zoom all over the world um, now in these past few months. The spirit of the entrepreneur, of the business owner out there um, has been amazing. The adaptability and flexibility has been truly inspirational. And the thing that I have found over and over and over again is that I see our members coming together on their weekly meeting on screen and they're so grateful to be connected still. So that connection is universal for all of us. It doesn't matter what country you're in, it doesn't matter what stage your business in that need to be connected um, is critically important. When you get connected or you reconnect or you continue to build those connections is when you have the opportunity to have a much greater and bigger impact. And I've always told our nonprofit members when they join a chapter of team, they're looking for referrals just like a business. It's exactly the same. Their referrals might be a little bit different. So the referral for the nonprofit in a weekly meeting where they might turn around and ask, they might say, hey, we have, you know, our uh, golf tournament coming up. Golf tournaments can still go on, going back to talking earlier about what events can still happen. Golf tournaments can still happen or are now able to happen again. We have our golf tournament and we're looking for our major sponsor. We're looking for our $100,000 title sponsor, okay? Um, you know, those are the things that, that a smaller business might turn around and think, God, I'll, I'm never gonna be a $100,000 donor for a golf tournament to sponsor this event. I can't have an impact. And that's just simply not the case. I tell these nonprofits when they join, whether you're looking for a $100,000 title sponsor for a golf tournament, or you're just looking for a local IT guy to come in and repair all of the offices uh, computers because they need an update and need all the cords, you know, put back together and, and revamped and, and giving a little uh, um, equipment overhaul. Okay. Well, that small IT service guy might turn around and go, yeah, I can do some in-kind donations. Another person could say, hey, I'm going to stroke a check every month for 50 bucks. Next person's going to say, hey, I'm connected to an organization that does funding for nonprofits, capital campaigns. Would you like to be in touch with them? Okay. I'm going to be McKinley's Children's Center, who's going to connect with the local farmers recruiting guy, who then connects them to the main farmers insurance person, and they end up getting a $15,000 check sent to them just because the guy in their networking group made that connection. Those are all the things that are possibilities and can happen, and I see it over and over and over again, but we've got to get out of a space or a place that in our head is saying, I'm not going to be able to have an impact. I'm not big enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm just trying to scratch out a living here. I'm too busy. All of that is really just excuses for not really looking at what you can do to give back. And, uh, and I personally, you know, just personal philosophy feel like we all um, uh, reap enough benefits to be able to give back in some way, shape or form. And we just got to pick out 
what that form is. And, and I think the more opportunities that are shown and the possibilities that are floated out there, the better everybody's going to be for it. Oh, that's such a rich perspective. We, um, we, we, are, we are in possession of great wealth because we have sound mind, sound body, and we, we, you know, we can drive our car, we can eat, we, most of us can eat. So why not give to somebody else? And it really feels good to be able to support another organization. And, um, and, and it's part of our DNA. And, and you know, yes. uh, I've met some people in other countries through Bob and, um, and part of their culture is tithing uh, 10%. We talk about it, we don't really do it. And it, it's not just writing a check and forgetting it. It's writing a check and going with it. Right. And so what I've learned for, from Bob, and I flashed his book a while ago, It's uh, yeah. and i got to change my setting because it disappears into the mountains, which does nobody any good. Um, <laughs> it's, it's Philanthropy Misunderstood, which is also the name of the website, philanthropymisunderstood.org, um, which is uh, you know one of his nonprofits. So Bob could join one of your Dallas groups. And he also has philanthropy kids. So I think, I think Kelly, getting out of our mold is the value. I went to one of your sessions. It was an international session. And I got four leads just the first time I showed up and said, hi, I'm you. So I think there's an education for nonprofits to learn how to talk to groups that, that connects with them. So what advice for a nonprofit leader? We show up and we go, oh, we feed people. And that's kind of it. Right. Yeah. So, so my advice to them is the exact same advice I give to our business members as well. Okay. Um, it, you know, if you're not getting the type of referrals that you want from your group, you know, after you've done the due diligence and the work that needs to be done to start building these relationships, um, you really need to look at what message you're sending. What, what are you communicating? Um, because, you know, being very clear about your needs, your wants, your desires, okay, is critical. And the only way this team of people are going to be out there in their lives with their important people, their family, their friends, their business associates, their clients, their contacts, okay, the only way they're going to be able to listen to what's going on with the important people in their life and the people that they meet and know to make some kind of match or referral opportunity for you is if you clearly and concisely convey what it is that you're looking for. Great example, a nonprofit member of team several years ago, I was at, at the meeting, I was actually there speaking, hanging out with this great group of people. Nonprofit stood up and said, we just had a hundred Christmas trees donated to our nonprofit um, for the holidays. And that's great, but two things, in order to give them to our foster families and put them into our facilities, they have to be fire retardant treated. And we didn't get any Christmas tree stands with them. So it was great to get these live, beautiful live Christmas trees, but they were without the opportunity to complete the, um, the what type of cheer it could spread because of their requirements. To which I immediately walked out of the meeting, placed a phone call to my next door neighbor who had a Christmas tree farm, literally had six acres of a Christmas tree farm. And I said to him, hey, you know, I've got this nonprofit locally that needs 100 tree stands and 100 trees, fire retardant. Later that day, 100 trees were picked up, brought to the Christmas tree farm, treated with fire retardant, stands put on all of them and delivered back to the nonprofit all within the same day. So when I say this, now, did that cost any money? 
I mean, it cost the Christmas tree farm money because of their donation, but they were happy to give back and it was a great opportunity for them. It took a phone call from me and that was it, okay? And we took care of an immediate need, okay? So, you know, there are different needs. You know, when I heard the YMCA was doing a, um, building a pool to do aquatic therapy for kids who were on the spectrum, okay? You know, the immediate thing I did was think about, oh, they need to be connected to an organization that does donations for children on the aut autism spectrum, okay? So, you know, you just, it's those kind of matches that come from these kinds of relationships. But if you think about any great relationship you have in your life, Hugh, you know, whether, you know, you, I, I, you're, I don't know how long you've been with your wife. I've been with my husband for 37 years, okay? Um, think about any great relationship, best friends, whatever, whoever, okay? They require work right? In order to be successful, right? I mean, they don't just happen, okay? So the same thing is true with any meaningful business relationship. And I'll stress the meaningful part of that. Meaningful business relationships take work as well. And you got to be willing to put in the work, got to communicate effectively. You got to think in terms of reciprocity, like we've discussed already, um, and how you can give back to these people as well, these networking partners of yours. But you don't give with the intent of getting something back. It's it's a you say very unselfishly. I want to give back, and and with that spirit, things do happen. And you might not get the reciprocity from the person you gave to, right? But it might be somebody else in the room who goes, "Wow, that's a great guy." I want to help him. I got a great client I can introduce him to, you know. I mean, it just speaks volumes, what we do and give and how we serve and more importantly, how we show up. And when we show up in a space that says, I'm here to help you, magical things happen. And, you know, I got to say, I'm just, I'm in a business where I see it every single day. Magic happens. Oh, that's inspiring. And <laughs> I think belonging to a chapter like that is a good example of how boards ought to work. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Lean in and we help each other. And, and yes. And so um, I want to talk a little bit about the, um, the the collaboration we're doing. We got about uh, uh, eight minutes before we have to say goodbye. But um, I, I think I've gone through my questions. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you'd like to share about um, team referral network or referrals or teamwork or networking in general that we haven't talked about yet? I, I do have a quick story that I wanted to make sure I shared because this was something that was a complete surprise to me when it happened. Um, I was on a radio show doing an interview with Terry Lee, actually, who we're talking about my uh, person in Singapore, team's person in Singapore. And um, Terry Lee was doing a radio show at that time with her um, a Christian business partner of hers. And they had this radio show and they had me on and we were talking about the community outreach program of Team Referral Network and working with the nonprofits. And what came out of the left field for me that I did not expect was the two of them sharing how much they got out of helping one of Team's nonprofits. And it just so happened that it was a local nonprofit that served at-risk youth and, and, and um, needy families in the area. And each of them in this program, collaboration with Target, the store, Target, each one of them got to adopt a child, okay, 
and Target opened up their stores for four hours and each one of the volunteers got to take a child with them into the store and spend X amount of dollars, okay, and have them pick things out. And so Marlia had a seven-year-old girl and Terry Lee had a seven-year-old girl, okay? And they took this, these little girls around and helped them pick things out in their budget for their gifts and things. And Marlia and Terry Lee got tears in their eyes and you could hear their voice cracking when they said they would never have had that opportunity to do that had they not been involved with that particular nonprofit through Team Referral Network. And that it had such an impact on them seeing these families coming together through this nonprofit and doing what they're doing, that it made them feel so good and it made them want to do more. And I thought, wow, I hadn't even thought, you know, I've been thinking how it benefits the nonprofit, benefits the nonprofit, benefits the nonprofit. I hadn't thought about the impact it would have on a private citizen, a business owner, who's just out there trying to survive and, and grow their business and just having them be able to give back and have it have such an impact on their life. It really brought about kind of full circle, the whole reason we started the community outreach program. And I realized it really served more than just the nonprofit. It really made people feel like they were having an impact and that it was meaningful. That's moving, that's moving. Um, so thank you on the behalf of um, humankind. Um, <laughs> so the work you're doing, Bob uh, has taught me a lot about Bob Hopkins about philanthropy and it's more than money. And you've just you've just demonstrated that it's more than money, and it's it's uh, the word broken down is the uh, love anthropos uh, philanthropos of humankind. Mm. Uh, uh, so it's um, it's from a different language. I think it's Greek. So it's love of humankind, and and really, uh, what you've demonstrated today is is um, live and active philanthropy in multiplying. And I think what you talked about is somebody stood up and said something in a meeting. Um, we all impact everybody around us. We influence everybody. So I encourage uh, non-private leaders and clergy to think of everybody on their teams as a leader, because anybody on the team, once they step up, they influence everybody else around them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and you've you've demonstrated that philosophy here in our conversation. So there's a whole lot of really neat stuff that we've talked about today. So I want to talk about the collaboration. Now, CenterVision has this private community. Uh, we say it's a community for community builders, which is sort of any kind of any kind of charity. But we we can say it's communities exist outside of just small local charities. But it's really a place for nonprofit leaders to low to grow their skills, to learn, and to um, find some camaraderie with other like-minded individuals. And for the first time, we're now extending an invitation for a business professional and a nonprofit to partner. And so we're going to do this collaboration with um, with Kelly and her her groups all over the world, and hopefully with uh, J.E. Rash and Bob and Jeffrey and some of the others that we have um, who are supporters to think about how a, a, a business leader in a community could say, okay, here's a charity having a hard time. I'm going to adopt them, and I'm going to partner with them in this community. And then through that, through that portal, we will then um, – have an access uh, through your kindness to grant a space on any any of your teams worldwide, and we'll help them select the one that's right for them. That if it's local or it's international or if it's you know if it's one that they will fit with, 
And so there's an opportunity for them not only to work together and understand each other with the principles we've talked about today, but there's also a chance to get outside of their, their bubble, as you put it earlier. And so you want to comment any more about, we're, we're just putting this together, but um, I've got the community, you got the networks, we're, we're going to do a launch on November 15th, and the community is going to be open, open for five days. And uh, we only open the community now on select occasions and allow people to join then. And um, then we can start people in the community together and help them with the journey. We found that just anybody come in anytime. We, we were so scattered, we couldn't help as many people wow. like, like we do now. So any, any more comments on why this collaboration that we're doing helps others and any more thoughts on what I said? Well, I think we're, we're two um, pieces to a puzzle, you know, here, because the training and the workshops and the knowledge and the peer um, group um, advisement and opportunity that comes from your groups, um, Hugh, is just invaluable. I mean, when I, when I sit here and think about um, the mastermind concept, kind of like, you know, where you can put these business leaders and nonprofits together and they can learn the concepts and systems and things that you have built and, and then implement that into their program so that they can be a stronger, more successful organization. And then we just get to come along kind of on the fun side of things and teach the building of relationships, networking, get referrals, you know, kind of kind of thing here. So I think we're, we're two different pieces to a puzzle that's gonna fit perfectly together in a phenomenal collaboration. So, I, I mean, I look forward to you starting this group, of course, and filling it and, and, and having it go. And, but I really look forward to the um, ultimate goal of getting a lot of nonprofits benefiting from your program, and you already have a lot too, and but getting them all then connected to the right um, place for them to network and build relationships. I mean, I just consider this just an extraordinary opportunity, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Well, thank you. I just, uh, you know, we spun the idea, and you said, come on. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, and, and that's because we had a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And so I want to talk a minute about um, an outside sponsor and then let you have the last word if you want to give people a final thought or a challenge. So I'm going to share my screen here and you can find out about the work of CenterVision and have it in the palm of your hand with this virtual card. It's like an app, but you don't download anything. So if you send uh, a text to 64600, if you want to share this, six, if you want it, uh, go type 64600 as the number, and then in the message type LDR, really short for leader, LDR. So the number is 64600, this is a text, and then the message put LDR, and you'll get this, you'll tap on the response, there's a there's a link, and you'll tap on it, and you'll have uh, our, our, our website, our email, you can text us, you can, we can stay in touch right away, but you'll see the leadership podcast here, which is the nonprofit exchange, but you'll also see the videos here. The, uh, that's audio. So collaboration for community impact. That's today, and that's that's what's going on right now. So you'll have all of the stuff about the community here. Here's the community, and me talking about the community. So if you send a text to six four six zero zero with the word LDR, that's your Easy Card, who's a sponsor for uh, Center Vision Leadership Foundation. Terry, I mean Kelly, what do you want to leave us with today? So oh, I, I do want to just share quickly, if you would like some more information about Team Referral Network, Bob had already, or JE had already gone to the website, but uh, it's teamreferralnetwork.com. Um, I certainly invite you to um, find me on LinkedIn. 
uh, Facebook, across um, all social media platforms, either myself, Kelly Holmes, or Team Referral Network, because I would love to connect with you as well. And certainly if you're interested in being connected to a great group, whether it's a community-based group, um, a borderless group, or a more regional group, uh, we've got some wonderful people to introduce you to. But my final parting words, I'm in a gratitude challenge right now. And uh, I had to do videos and I don't do a lot of videos, but I had to do videos about gratitude. And one of the things it talked about was what is one thing that we can do every day to have an impact in this world. And it's something that I've done for years and my kids always get embarrassed and my husband gets embarrassed too. But, but I say good morning or hello or hi to everybody I meet. If I'm out walking in the morning, it's good morning. Whether they answer me back or not, you got me waving and saying good morning to you. Go by in a car, I'm gonna to wave to you. You're walking and I'm driving, I'm gonna to wave to you. I'm gonna say hi. So my final parting thought is, I think one of the greatest impacts we can have on this world today is to just be kind, maybe spread a little cheer by saying hello, hi, good morning, giving somebody a wave. Um, and I think it could be a, a wonderful opportunity to just have a little impact in a lot of different places all over the world. Kelly Holmes, uh, founder and uh, owner of Team Referral Network. Uh, You've inspired us and you made my day today. Thank you for being our guest. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Great to be with you, Hugh. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.